What's the word, bird? This is Le'Veon Ridgel, and you are now tuning in to the Kingdom Come Podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Okay, we have a really cool episode for you guys today. So we have Larry on. Actually, I'm just going to say we have Mr. and Mrs. Ridgel in the house. <laughs> and Yo. we're going to do like a and a We're bringing a Q&A right coming at coming right at you. <laughs> I got to talk about it. But anyway, um, so we're going to answer some questions for you guys. You guys have submitted some questions to us, so we're super excited to be able to answer those for you. So let's yes. get started. All right. Okay, so our first question is, how's the family dynamic with everything that happened? Hmm. Good question. Yes. Good. And I, if you don't know that everything that happened yeah. part, <laughs> then go back and listen to all the other I still episodes. have any input. Everything, like everything that happened. Yeah. But you can get Ooh. little snippets of snippets. everything that happened in our family if you go mm-hmm. to their other episodes. Yeah. I'm just a guest on their podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want yeah. to go first? Yeah. Um, I would say that the family dynamic is just that we are all trying to heal mm-hmm. and figure out what life is mm-hmm. to us yeah. since everything has happened. And I think each individual unit is just trying to figure that out and focusing on that and helping each other, you know, grow and go from everything. By the way, we do have I just want Lily to Love. This, yeah, <laughs> we have three new, three new guests. Parent life yeah. right here. You know, Lily Love, Bridgel in the house too, being birthed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think trying to figure out like or just actually I think we're all just walking through the doors that God is opening for us yes and healing and you know it's not easy but we're getting through I think all of our foundation like the things that we've gone through has really shown how firm our foundation is for real because listen the things that we've gone through you you it's like mind blowing still. A like synopsis how. is our parents were pastors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, me and my sister's parents were pastors. Yeah. Um, my hus- our husbands got saved in our parents' church yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, and then the church is no more because That's there was big. stuff that came out from our family, Jesus. stuff that was happening that was all behind closed doors. closed doors that kind of came to a boiling point and destroyed yeah. everything and. Um, there's no longer a new destiny. Nope. So if you just think about what church, you know, think about churches closing and the reasons why, all the scandalous reasons why churches closed, think Good about point. that and that all, all of those <laughs> happened in our family. Yeah. So. And you know what's crazy? Yeah. Our church didn't split. It didn't. It shut down. Shut down. Like, community's gone. Yeah. Like, where our parents, you know, crazy. Uh, Fled St. Louis. Our, our parents did flee. And so St. the Louis. church can go forward without mm-hmm. the bishop and first lady of the church. Right. So, of course, yeah. the church went yeah. went out. Yeah. It's, it's Dunzo. <laughs> so. Babe, you agree with what we're... How's the family dynamic? I'm sorry. I'm focusing on my child. <laughs> this is part of my family dynamic. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, everything that's happened, of course, it's not the perfect situation that you would want to happen to your life. Mm -hmm. But 
it is also the perfect uh, process when it comes to God's plan for your life. Mm. So just like, you know, my sister was saying, you look at it, all this turmoil that was happening, what it did was just erase the knowledge that we had mm-hmm. on what we thought our relationship with God was. And it actually, you know, bloomed what our relationship God truly is, which is yeah. beautiful, you know. Yeah. So we was able to experience this, but we was also able to accept uh, the truth, no yeah. matter what that looked like. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's a big step for all of us, to be honest with you. Totally. Really a big step. So. Definitely living for God for ourselves and not through our parents yeah. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. So that's really a blessing. Yeah. Um, ready for the second question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Second question is, do you speak to your parents? No. The answer is no. <laughs> we do not. I speak no. to my mom. Yeah. He speaks to his mom. Right. My I husband speak to his mom <laughs> yeah, and his same. family. But as for our parents, our parents no, we do not. Mm-hmm. No, we do not. Yeah. Um, okay, this is kind of more of a question for me and my husband. Did your mother slash parents have an issue with your husband already having a child? No. Not at all. Nope. And I think I would add that most single girls, um, when you're single in church, you that's one of the things on your list that you do not want. Mm, you know, that's one it. of the things you're like, I don't want to marry a guy with kids. Mm. Um, and there's a whole bunch of things on your list that are so just... Yeah, tell them how it's a flaw, baby. Ridiculous. Yeah, tell them <laughs> the flaw. so horrible. Um, Throw but, the list away. Right. Because what God has for you... You have no idea what you want for yourself, basically. Yeah. Just start there. Mm-hmm. So don't don't have expectations except for, like, things that you know will support you. Like, all I cared about was that my husband was kind yeah. and that he made me laugh, that he made my siblings feel apart and, you know, comfortable around him and that my parents loved him. That mattered to me before, but... Yeah. Um, like, that's... I cared about those things. I had nothing else... You know, once I threw away my list, I had nothing else that was something that I can't yeah. actually control, you know? And it's amazing. It's, you know, it worked out. And him having a kid has nothing to do with me falling in love with him and having an amazing life with him. Amen. So, and actually just adds to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, too, like, when you're trying to figure out or you have that list, you know, and you're willing to throw it away, like, I really believe that God will literally give you the life that is meant for you and meant for you to handle you know so you just you really have to just put that throw it away and just know that god's going to take care of you i know for me what was important for josh is that i felt taken care of that was so like important for me i wanted to know that no matter what josh will take care of me and then take care of our kids and literally that's that's, it. That's what he does. So it's yeah. amazing. I always wanted to feel protected too. And mm-hmm. ever since me and Larion got together, even before we got together, actually, mm-hmm. I always felt very safe around him. And I've always said, like, I feel like I could be walking like on a busy street with a blindfold. And mm-hmm. when he, if he's with me, like, I'm totally safe and secure. That's so great. And I literally feel that about my husband. And that's really all that matters. I know that we're going to be good. So yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. For it's you. the safety for me. <laughs> um, let's see. Has anyone from your church, old church tried to reach out? 
No. No. <laughs> Once we started changing things about ourselves, like our appearance and stuff, um, everyone from my parents' church basically did not want to talk to us. So they right. blocked us, you know, didn't want to communicate with us anymore. And these are people that we really did love and care about. Some of them were our best friends. Yeah. And I was, they just... I was a godmother. Yeah. I'm no were. longer a godmother. Right. So, yeah, no, they have not tried to reach out. In fact, the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> even been my blocked. even my husband. He had friends. Yeah, I have friends, but when you look at it too, it's just I think it's separation. It it taught everybody something when it comes to their perspective. And it's like for a long time you can be viewing something incorrectly because of the context of how it was brought to you. Mm. And the thing is that's uh, a lot of things growing up around uh particular leaderships they they have a point of view of how you should view this scripture and how you should view this relationship and how you should view your family dynamic to where all those things you can take in consideration but the point of view that God gives you that's what you should actually accept Mm -hmm. and I want to say that you know uh even for us that happened we had a point of view that we were only accepting from you know human beings versus actually accepting what God was telling us. And I think now, since we are walking in that acceptance, a lot of people are still walking, uh, I don't want to say fear to sound negative, but they are they are still walking with the same perspective that they yeah. had, you yes. know? Yes, I mean, it is hard to, it's really hard to change. Like when you grow up in church or you get saved in a certain way that a church is, it really is hard for you to see anything else besides what you've been taught at that church. Mm-hmm. Because just for some reason, you know, like church, it's as much as it's supposed to be the most free, the, the most free you've ever felt mm-hmm. and the least amount of judgment and the least well, church is fear, supposed to be the safest. Yeah, right. it's the right. safest. Unfortunately, a lot of times it becomes more of something that controls yeah. your brain. Yeah. And becomes less safe and you become fearful of any other perspectives. Yeah. And that's kind of how we grew up. You know, I was 30, I was, yeah, 31, mm-hmm. I guess, when we started to finally wake up and mm-hmm. see, okay, wait, like, there's, we've been doing things the wrong way for so long. So long. But it took that many years for us to finally come out of the dark mindset that we were in yeah you know the dark pit and it's even yeah. <laughs> different for me because i've only been saved about six years you know and being 26 years old so you gotta think 21 of those years i had my own way of thinking my mm. own way of living my own way of believing but and you know for people to be like well what about you you know like how how do you feel about everything and how do you feel about how you know even your viewpoint was changed well, truth be told, at that time of my walk with God, I knew that God was teaching me obedience, which is something that I never mm-hmm. had, and learning how to trust that somebody can tell you something and give yourself up freely to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a wrong thing. Just like I don't think that, you know, even uh, as children, y'all obedience towards your parents at the time, it, it wasn't bad because it, it proved that you understood um, what God wanted to do to your lives. Mm-hmm. You understood that, you know, when you hear their voice, you're trusting that it's also coming from God's mouth and not just trusting that it's coming right. from your parents' mouth or right. insight. But, right. you know, as 
as human beings, you know, the Bible says the heart is wicked. So we can all mess up. We can all do things. Uh, we can all spend God's word and we can all do, you know, uh, unchristlike things. Yeah. Right. So. And I feel like God, God will bring, th- bring things to light when he knows that you are capable of walking through that particular valley of the shadow of death. You know, like all the things we all this stuff could have happened years ago. Would we have been able to handle it like we are now? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. So I feel like now, you know, when you're going through troubles in life, just know that God knew it was coming. But God also knew when you were ready to handle it. And, you know, so and his timing always ends up making a whole lot of sense. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. Friends, like with this happening, none of this could have came out. I think God waited for all of us to be married. Yes, I believe yeah, I was the last one yeah. to be married. I believe that. And everything happened after a year of me and my husband being married. Yep. That's when everything happened. Wow. Yeah. And I do think that was important because I know I would not have been able to deal with this if I didn't have him. Yeah. And just a little snippet too, like even with our story, me and my husband's like being together, we're five years apart. And if him and I were to be together any earlier, that just would have been yeah. weird. It would have never <laughs> happened, you know? Um, but God's timing is perfect. And I always used to wonder, why am I the last one single? And why mm. why is it taking so long for me to find God my husband? Right. Exactly. Because God knew why it had to take long. Yeah, and if you just trust his timing, <laughs> yeah. you know, it always just God works out. Because God understood that you needed my wisdom. <laughs> he did. <laughs> my insight and my... He totally did. Yeah, so, that is good. Yes, he is. Um, let's see. Would you guys be open to speaking to your parents again? Um, it, it's got to be. If Jesus wanted us to. Yeah, if this. the Lord literally told me speak to your it parents. It's just a biblical. If God just uh-huh. if God says do it, then I'll do it. If we don't know be... the answer, just yeah. what would Jesus say? Yeah, it's really got to be an act, an act of God, literally. Yeah. Um, and lots of stipulations. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... <laughs> I know that I probably would never allow my mom to be involved in my life. Yeah, but no. I couldn't say if I would ever... If I would never talk to her again. Mm-hmm. You know? It seems weird right now to even... I wouldn't right now. That, but yeah. right now I couldn't. You know? But I'd be... I guess I'd probably be open to that in the future. But I would not be open to her actually like physically being around my family. And also, too, I want everybody listening to not understand that. I want people to understand that we're not saying that we don't forgive them. Right. Yeah. Because we do forgive mm-hmm. them. And I even learned uh, yesterday that forgiveness is actually not a one-time thing. It's a it's an everyday process. Yeah. So every day you have to constantly, you know, yeah. ask for forgiveness from God, but also give, you know, grace and mercy to others, you know, who have mm-hmm. done you wrong. Mm-hmm. So even with them... Yes, when you hear uh, my wife and my sister saying, you know, right now, these, the, the, just the, I guess, opportunity, if it opened itself up for conversation, it yeah. would probably be a hard process. But mm-hmm. trusting in God and knowing that he can put something on your heart to endure mm-hmm. that, give you the strength to go through that, I think that's the biggest thing, you know. Yeah. Right now, they may not be there, but eventually, you know, God will do that for them, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't someone just tell us to be ready to receive? Yeah, our friend Tracy yeah, told yeah. us. 
you know, be ready that if it does come to your door, yeah. you need to be prepared to know like how you're going to accept and handle that in a godly, godly way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. God, God's Ooh, doing Jesus. his work. <laughs> and that's why we're, that's why we're healing and we're going through the processes that we need to go through. So that way, when that does happen, we're not speaking out of anger. We're not speaking out of, you know, all those things. We're really being what God wants us to be in that particular moment. And when that happens, it's definitely God's timing for sure. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, our mom did, you know, it's not like it's, it was a random situation for us to not right. want her in our lives. It's kind of been something that we've dealt with our whole lives. Mm-hmm. She, she's always just been kind of someone that we never really were able to get along with. Yeah. And I know that it seemed like our family was so close, but we I just were not. We just weren't, you know, you never, honestly, you, you never know Mm-mm. what's behind closed doors. Just like truthfully, you can never know what someone's thinking. Yeah. I don't care how close you are to them. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you're married. To, I don't care how close someone is to you. You can't possibly know what they're thinking. Right. You can't possibly know what's on their mind. You only know what they tell you. Yep. And so that's the same with people's families and lives. Like you don't know what goes on when they get home. And, you know, so, and there was a whole lot going on when we got home and, you know, and no one knew about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my mom's always been someone that we just have not, Mm -hmm. we've had a very hard time with period. So, um, how do y'all keep a strong relationship with God? Man. Easy (laughs) (laughs) prayer and reading, um, but yes. It's yes. No, it's it's <laughs> prayer and reading, but also like I feel like you have to you have to trust God. And you have to trust God with everything in you. Like know that he's going to bring you through and when it's hard, he's right there, but he's like cheering you on, you know? He's like you can do this. Yeah. But I I used to have a really hard time trusting in God because I always felt like especially dealing with all this stuff behind closed doors, and there were things that my my sister, you know, my sisters didn't even know that I was dealing with anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. But I really had to trust God and knowing that one day it will all come to light of my struggles that I dealt with and that I would be able to heal and that I would be able to do that. So I really feel that's the key for me is like trusting in him yeah. completely. Yeah. I would say for me, it's just remembering who he has been in my life mm. because even when things start falling apart the first thing you do is like look around and say like what why yeah how like what is going when, on where and you <laughs> right. can't help yourself but look up to the sky and be like god what mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. but i had to remember that like he he has actually done amazing things for me personally yeah not because of my family, not because of what I've heard my family say or seen my family do, but God has done for me personally. And I have to continue to remember that I have the evidence mm-hmm. that tells me that God is a good God and that I need him in my life. And that even when things go bad, it doesn't mean that he wasn't there. Yeah. You know, I yeah. still need him, even yeah. though he didn't stop this bad thing from happening. Right. I still need Isn't that him. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. the truth. It's uh, also too. Everybody gotta, you know, remember it's just faithfulness. Like, 
having that type of blind faith as Abraham, you know, had with his son, you know, to the point he took him all the way up that mountain and he was finna basically profess how much he loved and trusted God during mm-hmm. the process and God yeah. stopped him and, and gave him the ram, you know. Yeah. So when you look at that, it, it's to be faithful. And I'm going to say something to where a lot of people they who have church hurt with stuff like this, you know, hopefully this helps you mm-hmm. to come from one church and being hurt and then go to another church. What I'm going to say, that just sounds crazy, right? But you still have to seek counsel. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, your perspective is extremely young and inexperienced. Whether you know you've dealt with a lot or dealt with a little, but you still have to uh, seek counsel because it's people who have higher knowledge yeah. and it's people who's willing to prove themselves to you that they are a person willing to trust and willing to give advice and willing to give love and willing to to show commitment even Mm. though other people aren't so you know you have to be you still have to have that open heart and uh that transparency with these type of processes so if you want to how to how to strengthen your relationship yes be faithful to god unconditionally love him with all your heart but also do get yourself under establishment under a church and and seek counsel and i would say one more thing um how do y'all keep a strong relationship with God? Um, I would say that you have to remember the times that you've messed up. This yeah. is what's helped yeah, me. Too. I know that I have done some fleshy stuff. Yeah. And in that moment... I know she has done some fleshy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and in those moments of all the fleshy things that I have done, because we all do fleshy yeah. stuff, yeah. I have to remember... Okay. If I just hurt someone's feelings, like for instance, I'm married and, you know, you get in arguments with your spouse yeah. and sometimes I might, you know, lash, you know, just yeah. lash out. Or, she you know, goes in, everybody. She's so ridiculous. Hurts but, my feelings. You know, we all, we all can get in our flesh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if I'm hurting his feelings and I'm doing something wrong, right? But God still loves me. Mm. And he's still there, even though I'm the one being the fleshy one. Yeah. And my husband's not like blaming God for my flesh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, God, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm fleshy and you're supposed to stop me from being fleshy. Like, I have a reality that my flesh is my flesh. I'm mm-hmm. still flesh. And so when people hurt you and people jack you up and ministers, you know, you're in ministry and you see all this nasty stuff happening remember that that has nothing to do with God. Because even when you were in your flesh, when you were doing fleshy things, you can remember that had nothing to do with God. Shondo. You were not even in communication with him at that moment. Yes. All the flesh you've done. And you have to remember that. Because the first thing we do when people hurt us is we blame God. Yeah. Because we forget that. What about when we hurt people? Yeah. Yeah. Was God right there helping, guiding you to hurt those people? No. You know no. you were not connected to God right there. Right. You know that God has nothing to do with your flesh. Yeah. So that's what helps me remember, like, okay, this has nothing to do with God. This is everything to do with human beings being fleshy. Yeah. And I have to separate the two. That's so good. So, yes. Yeah. And another Preach. thing, I just want to no, I'm just saying. I, <laughs> you try to sound more spiritual than the last person. And like, God just gave me this word, you know. Someone throw out a scripture. That's right. right. Top it. Right. Um, next question? That's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. 
Okay, this is a cool question. Mm -hmm. What are three things that your children have taught you about yourself? Ooh. And we all have kiddos. Oh, goodness. So I have two. I have two toddlers. Leia is three and Martine is four. Um, I think the three things they've taught me is um, definitely my patience. It's it's definitely definitely taught me that for sure. Um, but also they've also taught me how to like not take myself too seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, as a parent, you can just be like so on it, but then you're just like, ooh, maybe I should just like back yeah back up just a little bit you know um and just like let them be kids like for instance like i'll give you an example um we bought our kids like these really cute rain boots from target and they like love them and one of the things that if i was taking my to self too seriously as a parent if when they like they wanted to wear them to church with their church outfit and they were like ready to go to church in their rain boots in their cute outfits and me and my husband were like yeah like totally but if i was that parent which listen we didn't we didn't have those type of parents growing up so if i was like a super strict parent or like super like i took myself too seriously i would be like oh absolutely not you gotta wear your church shoes you know what i mean so i feel like my kids have taught me how to just like relax a little bit you know um and the third thing i think it's it's really taught me a level of love for Mm -hmm. sure um i never thought that i can love two little human beings as much as i do Mm. and as much as they can drive you up the wall day and night. I cannot wait to wake up in the morning and see their adorable little faces. Oh my God. You know, it's like this level of love I can't even explain. So those are the three things yeah. for me. Yeah, so uh, I have three children. And, uh, <laughs> we got three kids. Now, my, my the, the biggest thing that's been taught to me is um really the the identity I see in all my children. Mm. I see myself and I know we all like, man, my kids are awesome. They are, but you know, they got ways, you know. <laughs> and I see ways. and I see the the good and the bad in both of them, but the blessing is that I know how to help them with the bad, you know, I know how to amplify and encourage them in the good that I know that they have and Mm -hmm. the knowledge that they possess, but the bad, I know how to really direct it. Like, uh, boy, should we just, just go ahead and air it all out? That's how we feel about our children, (laughs) really. (laughs) No, but that and, uh, two, definitely patience. Patience is a, is a, is a big thing, but. My, 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 it's, it's love and commitment. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to you have to unconditionally love your kids and be yeah. committed to them because as they grow, I know this is probably going to be hard to hear, but they as they grow, they will draw away from you in a sense because they're growing into their own person, yeah. which is nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are going to have a close relationship, but they're going to find their wife or find their husband and they're going to love them more than you. That's very hard to hear. I don't even want to think about that right now. I'm holding my baby girl and thinking one day I'm going to have to walk her down the aisle. That would be very tough for me because you have to trust somebody else Mm -hmm. with them. And you have to trust somebody is going to love them as much as you love them. But just 
give them that love, that unconditional love, and that commitment right now, and you just know uh, they're they're not gonna run away, run away from. It. What the Bible say? Train up a child that you want them to go, and mm-hmm. they'll never depart. There you go. Yeah. So you you look at stuff like that is you know we we all just teaching our kids. That's yeah. it. It's all a learning lesson. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the first one would be love, like unconditional love, like that you just never thought you'd feel. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also patience. Yeah, I I think I learned that I that I actually do have quite a bit of patience, because like even yeah. with my with my um, one year old, you know he is really coming into a personality. My <laughs> <Yes>. goodness, <laughs> and he's really oh. stubborn. I didn't know that a one year old could could actually be like that, but he's actually really stubborn. Like I'm like we're gonna have some problems, but Jesus. I see how how much patience I do have and how I thought that I was gonna like be all upset and like getting yeah, pop right? all the time and right? like you know. But I see like wow, like I'm taking my time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like making him do what I say right, right away. Like, yeah, I'm actually one. letting him <laughs> develop. You know, and instead of like one that. second of pop house, is five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. I give you five seconds and then I'll pop you. But no, I just, you know, patience is one of those things. And then, let me see, what's the third one? Um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe there doesn't have to be a third one for me. <laughs> You're like, that's Because I can't think of a third, of a third thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see myself not caring if they're exactly like me or yeah. do what I want them to do. Right. And that's shocking, too. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, we have reached the end of our podcast. This is part one of this episode, so make sure to stay tuned because we'll be having part two coming at you soon. See ya.